Amen. Y'all sound like y'all came here to praise the Lord. Come on, preacher. Sound like you woke up this morning, saw the sun shining. So glad it wasn't raining anymore. No more cloudy days. And God not only brought the sun, but he brought the heat. Ah, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, the warm sunny days just, just work on these old limbs and you, you feel like you can move a little better. Amen, somebody. Uh, the cold come and stuff get all stiff and don't want to work right. But man, sometimes just seeing the sun makes you feel good. Now, I'm not a sun worshiper. Don't try to get the brother wrong. I like me some warm weather. I like me some sunny days. Uh, I love it because that brings the saints out, see? Uh, that song, Rainy Days and Mondays, that means a little something to somebody. Somebody don't want to get up to go to work. Or they look out and it's raining and gloomy and you get gloomy and you don't want to do nothing but just lay in and stay in. But when the sun comes out, something about the sun, something about that warm weather that changes the seasons, spring uh, that's a that's a that's a that's the appropriate word for that time of year because things just spring. All right. All right. Amen. The Amen. plants spring out from the ground yes, and sir. the leaves spring out from the trees yes, and the saints spring out their bed and come to eight o'clock worship. Right. Amen. Somebody. Uh, I know some of y'all came because you thought that brother was going to be up here. No, I ain't messing. With, I'm messing with y'all. I'm messing with you. Some of y'all got some cookouts to go to. Wow, wow. Oh, it, I ain't messing with you, but uh, it's that time of year. We've got our young people graduating from uh, high school and college and uh, other places where they've been studying and working hard, and we certainly want to acknowledge all of them. Uh, grateful for their efforts and all that they do. Uh, and this is, again, just a step. Uh, they're moving towards uh, that next phase of life yeah. where, uh, and it just gets harder. But with God, all things are possible. Am I right about it? So good to be in the house of the Lord. So good to be here uh, this morning. Y'all mind if I slow walk it because I'm still waking up, you know. That sun hit me, but, you know, another thing it does is it makes you so comfortable you just want a couple extra minutes. That snooze alarm on that clock, boy, whoever invented that just, just need to fire him. Get rid of him. So good to have you all in the house this morning. Good to have Brother Bethea up here this morning. And see Brother Davis up here. Man, he, he, he brought some help from Oklahoma. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Don't mess with him today, boy. He, he got some backup. Amen. Amen. Brother Franklin just singing them, yes, belting out right. those hymns. Yeah, Amen. And those who have led the service and uh, the, uh, the communion and reading the scriptures into our hearing, we're grateful for all of you and grateful to you today. Are you feeling good this morning? Yes, I'm feeling good this morning. But I want to talk to you about something that's real serious. I just want to talk about choices. Is that all right? You had the scriptures read into your hearing. Let's, let's take a look at them again very quickly, both from the Old Testament, and we'll give y'all time to get there. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, 
and verse 19. And then we're going to jump right over to Joshua 24 and 15. And I know many of you know uh, and very familiar with Joshua 24, 15. But we're going to start off with Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. Now, both of these scriptures will just be our launch pad. You'll hear them again, but they're going to serve as our launch pad. Is that all right? All right. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. And there the Bible reads, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Go with me to Joshua, the 24th chapter, verse 15. And y'all know this one. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. Is that in your Bible? I want to talk to you this morning about the penalty of the wrong choice. The penalty of the wrong choice. Uh, Now, we understand, church, that a man is a free moral agent. We have the inner freedom, the inner desire, the inner compulsion to make choices in this life. Am I right about it? Uh, We have the mentality, we have the strength of will, we have the intellectual capacity to choose. Animals may live and respond according to their instincts, their natural ability to sense and ferret out danger and react based on those instincts. But you see, man has that unique quality of making conscious choices. To choose between right or left, forward or backward, right or wrong, yay or nay. God has given man the power of choice in his life. And this life is a series of choices. Amen. Uh, There can be blessings for the right choices and penalties for the wrong choices. The wrong choices in business could result in losses of profit or failure. See, what you choose can be crucial. The wrong choices in marriage could result in unhappy or broken homes. Who you choose can be crucial. The wrong decisions from our world leaders can lead to war or prolong war or perpetuate a climate of war. How many troops How much hardware and equipment, how many tanks and bombs and bullets and rockets, how many planes and ships will it take? How you choose can be crucial. Not long ago on my job, I I thought I'd resolved a a zoning issue between uh, two neighbors who were arguing and bickering over a land uh, dispute, and I was offering both of them some choices upon which they could compromise, mm-hmm. only to find out 
there was another neighbor who was equally impacted and he wasn't happy with either one of those choices. So my boss told me after it was all over, you know, Jeff, no good deed goes unpunished. But you see, these are part of the choices we make. We have the power to choose and there can be penalties for every choice that we make emotionally, socially. You know, we got social media out here and, 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 and what you choose to, well, see, I'm not on Facebook. And I've said this before, I ain't got no problem with Facebook, but sometimes you just got to get your face in the book. Just put your face in the book sometimes. But sometimes we, I see folk with Facebook and they, the posts that they choose to put in there, the friends that they choose. Sometimes you want to unfriend them after you see some of the posts they choose to make. See, these choices are important. Uh, political choices, well, we got to make a choice this year. I ain't trying to step on nobody's toes. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, independent or what have you. Uh, man, all these choices out here. Don't none of them seem like something. Uh, you know, some folk might wake up that November morning and say, you know what, I'm just going to turn over and go to sleep. Lord, wake me when it's over. The penalty of the wrong choice could be disastrous, could have consequences that could last long, far beyond the four years of that person's position in office. And so we've got to understand that there are penalties for the wrong choices, emotionally, physically, mentally. You got folk, man, who won't go to the doctor. Got that ache or that pain. Man, I've been walking funny for the last three weeks now. Brother Beard, you going to do something about that? I don't know. I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. All right. All right. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. All right. You finally go to the doctor. And then he say something. Well, you know, how long have you been dealing with this malady, Brother Beard? Well, it's, it's been a, yeah, a few months now. He said, well, you know, a few months ago we could have. Could have done something for, for that, but now we got to do something else. Now, you, you were walking like this. Now, you might be walking like this. Well, the choices. And we're just talking about choices. And, and we need to understand that these penalties can be costly and full of dire consequences, yet nothing, nothing can be as tragic as the wrong spiritual choice. And in matters of spirituality, I stopped by to tell you there's only one clear choice. Jesus says in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, now go with me in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. Let's, let's look at some choices this morning. Is that all right? 
Uh, Matthew chapter 19. Let's go there. And you know you're in the church of Christ when you hear them pages turning. Uh, yeah. See, we in the book. We by the book. And we of the book. Amen, somebody. Uh, yeah. Go with me to Matthew chapter 19. And there in verses 16 through 22. And y'all know this story. We find this rich young ruler. Uh, and he asked Jesus in verse 16, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he asks the right question. And he says, what shall I do that I may have eternal life? Yeah. And he asked this question in an effort to obtain salvation. He understands the teaching. Verses 18 and 19, and responds in verse 20, these things I've kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? What else do I need to do, Jesus? He asks the question, but you see, the choice was too difficult because the price was too great. He says, sell all you have. Give it to the poor and come and follow me. He had his answer. Complete surrender. Complete denial of self and come and follow Jesus. He had his answer. But the Bible says in verse 22, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. See, turning away from Christ can be life's saddest mistake. You see, Jesus didn't come into the world to take. He came into the world to give. He says in John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not. He has no motive at all. See, he's made his choice. See, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. We need to know there's some thieves out there. Amen. Amen. And they got their motives. They've made their choices. See, when we choose Jesus, we're choosing against those who've made the choice to try to by your, your influence, by your friendship, maybe even by your vote, when they got ulterior motives. Now, this is not a political sermon. I'm just saying the choices that you make can have some dire consequences. And the choices you make spiritually can have some dire consequences. You know, when you decide you won't roll over, instead of going to worship, when you decide that, and it's warm weather outside, I know vacation time coming, but, but Sunday come every week. Find a church of Christ somewhere. Yeah. Amen, somebody. Yeah. Amen. And, 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 and you know what? What about Wednesday night? Tuesday night? See, see, leadership has made some choices with regards to your spiritual uplifting. Amen. We got some classes that's going to help some folk. Amen. We got some folks who are willing to sit down and take time to put lessons together to help to encourage you and to build you up and strengthen you spiritually. So when the devil come out there trying to offer you another choice, you know what to do. Amen, somebody. I'm just making a plug out here that when we make the wrong spiritual choices, we can miss out on some good stuff. Amen, somebody. We, we had this wonderful song fest yesterday down in Suitland. And the cause, Christian education, 
trying to help folks to build up the same. I, I like the fact that uh, Brother Maxwell and Brother Bethea was talking about the fact that, that, that the school primarily is to build up the saints, to increase your knowledge and your education. You know why? Because there's some, there's some spiritual, non-spiritual influences out there that might influence you to make the wrong choice. Amen, somebody. You might say, well, well, Brother Veal, well, 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 why isn't, what do you mean it's just one church? Uh, what you mean uh, there's just one baptism? Uh, well, now I'm, I'm going to give you Ephesians 4 and 4, but now you got to understand what that means. That's why these, these schools of thought, these, these educational institutions that we have in-house, by the way, they're here to help you. It's not about prestige or, or trying to look good or trying to say we got this or that. This is for you. This is so that you can make the right spiritual choices. And so you got to know there's some penalties of making the wrong choice. This rich young ruler thought he knew all he needed to know about what thus saith the Lord. He forgot all about humility. Jesus said, well, sell everything you got. Let's see. How much you love me. The Bible says he went away sorrowful because he didn't want to lose his possessions. He made the choice to keep what he had and lose out on Jesus. We need to understand the difference between making the right choice and the wrong choice spiritually. Life's worldly treasures, life's material gains, and the pursuit of them are a choice. But the abundant life, my friends, and the blessings of eternal life in Christ Jesus are also a choice. Uh, go with me to Matthew 27. Matthew 27, verses 21 and 22. Look here at the trial of Jesus. The governor, Pilate, asked the multitudes which of two prisoners should be released, Barabbas or Jesus. Uh, he asked the question, which will you choose? Yeah. And the Bible says they chose Barabbas. Uh, he asked a second question in verse 22. What shall I do then with Jesus? And the multitudes chose crucifixion. The chief priests and elders made their choice in verse 1 and took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. They persuaded the multitudes in verse 20 to make their choice. Pilate made his choice in verse 24, washing his hands, saying, I'm innocent of the blood of Jesus. And the multitudes, realizing the penalty of their choice in verse 25, then answered all the people and said, his blood be on us and on our children. Sometimes the penalty of the wrong choice can impact generations of people. Yeah. Go back to Matthew 23 for a second. Let's, let's look at what Jesus says. In Matthew 23, verses 37 and following, look at this. Jesus is talking about the penalty. Yeah. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. 
For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth, till ye say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the yes, Lord. Sir. Sometimes we make the choice to ignore the teachings of the folk who've been assigned the responsibility of teaching. I got to hurry up here, but, but I got to go here. Is that all right? Your parents brought you into this world. That's a choice right there. Amen, somebody. Now that you're here, they got another choice on how they're going to raise you. Amen, somebody. Parents making decisions, well, I, I, you know, I think we ought to raise them this way, and I think we ought to raise them that way, or I think they need to do this, or they need to do that. And now, that's good to be able to discuss those choices and, and make conscious choices and make the right choices regarding how we're going to rear our children. But what if we decide to do nothing because of the choices they made beforehand? Someone has, says, well, that's your child. I ain't, well, I mean, it happened. <laughs> I don't care what you do. Yeah. Choices. Choice. You bring the child into this world, and because of the circumstances, maybe now you're making a choice about how you're going to raise them. Maybe you're just not going to do nothing. That child is a child, not a choice. Right. He's here, she's here. You don't have no choice but to raise it in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And if you're a child of God, then you ought to want to raise that child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I don't care what the teachers say. I don't care what the politicians say. I don't care how many signs they got to put on the bathroom door. You ought to be able to tell that child, you know what? If that says male and that says female, you ain't got but one choice. And if you ain't sure what that choice is, go on out, go on, come on with me uh, to our bathroom. And I might, I might just show you physically what the situation is. I'm going to show you what God gave you. And then I'm going to say, whatever that teacher tells you, I either got the choice of this door or that door. There ain't no door in between. Help me, somebody. You see how the world is corrupting us to make the wrong choices? These are things that are carried down to our children. And we are, our children are going to grow up in a world where they're going to be told you can choose your gender. Choose you this day who you're going to serve. You got to make up your mind. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. The book is right. It's been right for over 2,000 years. Amen, somebody. I don't need nobody in 2016 to tell me I got a choice to make over the girls' room or the boys' room. God made it when I came out the womb. Amen, somebody. Let me get back to this. Lord, have mercy. Go with me just a little further. Uh, Acts the 24th chapter. I got to talk about the Lord for a minute. Oh, I know the time is on me, but I got to keep preaching. Uh, give me Acts the 24th chapter. Acts the 24th chapter. Look here, y'all. 
Let's look at this. Here we see Felix, the governor of Judea. In verse 24, the Bible says that he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith of Christ. He called for him. Tell me about this Jesus. Paul brought the gospel to him as a prisoner. And the Bible says in verse 25 that he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come. That's another thing, man. I could stay right there for a minute. That judgment to come, that's a choice too. But you see, when the, see, the problem is when the judgment comes, there ain't no choice. That's why it's important that you choose right now. Because when judgment comes, ain't no choice. It ain't going to skip over you. You know, if, an, if, if, a, if a nuclear bomb went off right now in Baltimore, and you way out here, well, based on the zip code, I'm in the county. <laughs> I ain't worried about 21216. I'm in 21234. When that bomb hit, no matter where it hit in Baltimore, you're going to get it up here. Amen, somebody. So you better make some right choices right now. Because when judgment comes, everybody's going to get a bit of it. Amen, somebody. And some of us might get a lot of it. Either way, it's going to be hot. Amen. See, the choice was his to choose salvation and avoid the consequences of the judgment. Felix made his choice, sending Paul away and choosing instead a more convenient time, a more convenient season. He says, in essence, don't call us, we'll call you. The Bible doesn't record whether Felix had another opportunity to hear and respond to the gospel. And sometimes the penalty of the wrong choice is a missed opportunity. And you know, church, this works both ways. How many opportunities have we missed to share the gospel with others? How many times have we chosen to stay silent? Sometimes we inadvertently make the choice for others because we're reluctant to share our faith with them. We won't give them the choice because we won't give them the opportunity. Amen, somebody. To hear the word and respond with the choice for themselves. Paul stood before Felix, not knowing his fate, not knowing his future. He was a prisoner of men, yes. But long before that, on a Damascus road, he became a prisoner of Christ. He made his choice to follow Jesus. He said, Lord, what would you have me to do? He made his choice. And now he's standing his ground. He's confessing his faith and helping others to make that same choice, to follow Christ, to submit to his will, and to respond to his word. The penalty of the wrong choice, church, can be a missed opportunity. King Agrippa almost made the right choice in Acts the 26th chapter. And there again, Paul tells him his story, shows him his choices. And he preaches the gospel in verse 23 that Christ should suffer and that he should be the first to rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. He offers Agrippa the choice in verses 26 and 27. He was moved by the gospel. 
And he almost made the right choice. Agrippa said to Paul in verse 28, almost, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. What you choose can be crucial. Who you choose can be crucial. How you choose can be crucial. Jesus says in Matthew 6 and 24, no man can serve two masters. The choices we make will either be a blessing or a curse. In each of these examples, men made their choice. And back in our scripture text in Deuteronomy 30 and 19, Jesus writes, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, now that I've given you the choice, look what he says. Choose life that both thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life and the length of thy days. You know what? I like that last part, the length of thy days. See, when you choose life, the life that you're going to live in Jesus Christ, this earthly life don't matter. What's the song we sing? This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures all laid up somewhere beyond the blue. We need to understand that it doesn't matter how much time we got here. Because we got time in eternity up there if we make the right choice. That we may have the length of thy days. What will you choose? Who will you obey? He says choose life. You know what? In all of creation. Only man has his choice. And every man, everyone must make a choice. Who will you choose? Who will you serve? Over there in Joshua 24, 15, Joshua offers his people a choice. He says in verse 14, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. We need to understand something else too. There's some choices we make right here. There's some choices we make based on where we live and who we make our friends with and who we associate with and what we listen to on TV and on the radio and, yes, on the Internet. We make choices every day. We can live in the world, but we don't have to be of the world. What does Joshua say? As for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. Who are you serving today? What choice will you make today? 
If you believe the Bible is right, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, if you believe that there's one body and one spirit, even as your call and one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Father of God, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you Amen. all, Amen. then choose Jesus. Amen. And choose him right now. Amen. You know... You know how important now is? Now means you might not have a choice later. Now means that you have all of your choices in front of you, sitting right here before you. And all you have to do is make a choice. You have a choice, blessing or cursing, life or death. Jesus or the devil? Heaven or hell? You have a choice. And if you're going to make a choice, you might not have tomorrow. Choose him. Choose life. Choose Jesus right now. Amen, somebody? See, we need to understand the penalty of the wrong choice could be a missed opportunity. The penalty of the wrong choice today could place you on the wrong side of the judgment. And if you're a member of the Lord's church, you and I have a choice to sit on this word or share it with others. There's some folks out there who are missing out on the choice because we won't give it to them. You know what? We know it's holiday time and summertime. We got cookouts and graduation parties and all of these opportunities to see some family that we probably won't see, family reunions, Mm -hmm. all these missed opportunities. Somebody needs to choose life. Someone also needs to see the choices that you've made in your life to help them to choose. What are they seeing in your life? What choices have they seen that you've made? Maybe it's that much difficult for you to present that opportunity to them to choose Jesus because of some of the choices they've seen you make. I hope I'm stepping on some toes because mine are hurting too. You got a choice. The penalty of the wrong choice could mean life or death and judgment is waiting for everybody. Before judgment comes and since we don't know when it's coming, why don't we just make the choice right now? Jesus is the best choice that you could make. The absolute best choice that you could make. If you hear his voice, hear his gospel, believing it with all your heart, repenting of your sins, confessing him as Lord and Savior, being baptized in water for the remission of your sins, that you can rise out of that watery grave of baptism, dead to sin, to rise and to walk in newness of life. And the Lord our God will place you in his body, this body, the body of Christ, the church of Christ. And if you're here and you're not a member of the Lord's church, and you need to make a choice, and you do, why don't you make it right? Why don't you make it right now? Tomorrow is not promised. But there's a penalty for the wrong choice. Why don't you make the right choice today? Choose life. 
Choose Jesus. Choose him right now as we together stand. Why don't you ask?